Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. The traditions we choose to celebrate say a lot about who we are. And just like houses, they can be renovated, changed to fit who we are now. Erica Bauermeister, House Lessons. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And today I'm joined by my mom, Susie Butterworth, for a conversation about PG Lit. Welcome back to the podcast, mom. Happy to be here, Annie. Um, okay, so for long-time listeners, you're a familiar voice on the podcast, I think. But for folks who might be new, my mom is Susie. She was a preschool teacher for... 20 years. 20 years. And now she functions as shop mom. So she does the bookshelf windows. She helps with our displays. And the most recent thing my mom has started doing for the bookshelf is partnering with bookseller Nancy to offer PG lit or feel good fiction, feel good nonfiction selections for our monthly subscription service. So we, our subscription service grew a lot in the pandemic and we had a lot of readers who requested PG lit and Olivia, Lucy, and I don't always (laughs) read PG literature. So let's talk a little bit about Mom, what does PG Lit mean to you? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, for one thing, it means it sort of takes me out of what I see and hear in real world. Mm -hmm. Although it still can be riveting and very exciting to read. It's just without too much language, Mm -hmm. graphic violence, Mm -hmm. and... It just, I want a hero or a heroine. I want someone that decent that comes out on top. And so typically for me, it's something that doesn't look straight out of the news. I think when we were talking on the phone, the reason, so we, this episode has always been on the schedule, but part of the reason we were talking about it is you've been trying desperately to pick your June PG shelf subscription selection. And look, a lot of now, now mom knows better than anybody, but a lot of work goes into picking subscription titles. They have to be published within a certain very limited time frame. We have to, we look at subject matter. We look at what we picked last month to try to make sure that we're reading widely across genres and that there's a diversity of authors. And so a lot goes into a shelf subscription. A PG shelf subscription is even harder, which I didn't mean for it to be. (laughs) Mom, I'm so sorry. Um, But we were talking about how it's kind of hard to nail down what PG lit is. And it's not like, and I've heard this from customers, right? It's not like movies where there's a rating system. Right. And there's not like website, at least I don't know of websites you can go to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so what happens is you're reading and you're trying to figure out, is this PG? And and also what do other readers think PG means? And that's been super hard Mm -hmm. because now I'm seeing it through other people's eyes instead of my own. And it's for my July 
Oh, it's for July. Nancy's June. That's I've right. Been, um, I'm already going to read Nancy's book. It sounds so good. Yeah. But um, mine's for July. And what's being so hard is when I say PG, I need to make it clear that I'm not just reading Hallmark books. <laughs> I read real books <laughs> about real people. Yes. And I read all kinds of books. You do. We're going to talk about them today. And so I've had a hard time. Mm-hmm. I've been through four books. I think it's for your May. We haven't even started on July. Oh, it's for May. <laughs> oh, gosh, not June. It's for May. That's no why. pressure. Yeah, that's why. There, you're right. That's... Now you just stand to meet some July books. Yes, now you're reading. Yeah, it's May yeah. that has been so hard. And, yes. we'll, and we'll talk about what your March selection was. And that yes. came relatively easily. That one was easy. Yeah. But, but I think what's happening behind the scenes and what people may not know is there's a limited number of ARCs Exactly. and neither you nor I read electronic books. That's harder for us. And so that's been tough. And then there's just a limited, yeah, a limited supply of ARCs. Publication dates are changing. We're going to talk about a book that you love that then we found out was a paperback. (laughs) Like it's, it's just been like a a kind of a comedy of errors. It feels like. And then It is hard. I don't read for PG lit, Mm -hmm. but I often am reading and thinking, okay, what is the best for the subscription? Because the purpose of the subscription is for it to be our favorite book of the month. Well, release dates help, help narrow that pretty, help limit that. And then sometimes it's like, well, that book, I love that book. It's a five-star book, but it's just like the book I read last month. So I need to change it up. So it's, there's a lot, the subscription service is hard work. And then I do think we put an extra criteria on you and Nancy. And when you start to think, well, what does PG lit mean for you? I I like laying out that criteria. It means limited language Mm -hmm. means no graphic violence. Mm -hmm. It means no graphic sexual Mm -hmm. content, which we, (laughs) which we unfortunately had to talk about (laughs) on the phone the other day. Um, And so those are the things it means. But I also like, I think what you I don't know if the same thing captures Nancy, but it sounds like what captures you is redemptive. Exactly. And I can overlook some things. Yes. And I'm going to tell everybody, you have to. Yes. You're going to have to, yes. to read some good books. Yes. And so I have to sometimes right. kind of close one eye and go, oh boy, and skip over <laughs> yes. a few words so that I don't miss the beauty. Right. That's right. Book. That's right. And so I think that I have found that book now. Okay. And I started tearing pages to bring to you and show you, okay, this is how many. <laughs> look. But then I just thought to myself, I'm into this book uh-huh. and there's going to be a beautiful story in this book. And this character, yeah, his language, it's a very telling of his very sad existence. Uh-huh. And so I've got to, it's part of his character. It is just part of who he is. Yeah. And when you read about him, you will understand, wow, no wonder he talks like this because. And I think you're right. It's learning to read too, not that there's anything wrong with wanting a book that is PG in scope, but sometimes we are going to have to look bigger picture. Right. And this, this time for May. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to, so far, yeah. anything that's available, I wouldn't have been able to say, except for the one yeah. that turned out to be paperback. Yep. It was a historical fiction. Yeah. That one was perfectly fine. Yeah. 
And um, so now, after starting four, I can tell everybody a little bit about four books. <laughs> well, well, and I will say that is what I often have to do. Yeah. I'm not reading for PG, but I am reading for other things. Yeah. And I wind up starting a lot before yeah, I find I the one. I have a couple of books that I'm going to finish. Yeah. Forget the language. I'm going to finish because they're very good books. Yeah, I, w- but, I want to read one of them. But then there was a couple of them where I'm like, eh. Right. Eh. Yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of gives us a background on what maybe your criteria is. Let's talk about, why don't we start with some books maybe that you finished up last year because you were last on the podcast in June. Mm -hmm. So that's been plenty of time to read other things. So tell me about some of your maybe favorite or books that you read kind of toward the end of last year. Well, last year is really, let's 2020. So I definitely... I could have reread the whole Little House on the Prairie series is probably what I should have done. Yeah. But I found a fiction book that was by Laura Denton. I yeah, Lauren Denton. Lauren we had Denton. her on the, she was going to be a reader retreat author. Well, I've read, I read three of hers <laughs> over this from July to the end of the year because I like her. Yeah. And they're Southern stories. Yes. And I liked them. And so I read three of those. Summer so House I was doing was a lot one. of comfort. Yes. reading. Yes. So I read Summer House. Then I read On the Bright Side. And the last time I was here, I was reading um, Stand All the Way Up by oh, Sophie Hudson. Yes. And she's BFFs with Melanie Schenkel, yes. I think her name is, who wrote On the Bright Side. Okay. So that was super fun to sort of read them close together because I could imagine them as friends. Yes. Um, because wouldn't you just love to be in that circle of friendship? It must be yeah. hysterical and fun and yet not afraid to tackle yeah. real life issues. Yes. So. Stand all the way up. You loaned me. I don't know if, I don't know if when you were here last time we, I know you had read it. I don't yeah. know if I had read it at that point. I thought, I don't think you had, but I read it and I, she was not afraid to tackle. Yeah. Some tough and timely topics and also wrote a lot about her grief. Yeah. And I was very moved by that. Book. I was too. I loved it. And yeah. Honestly, reading her book made me feel like I could be friends with her. Yeah, you probably could be friends with Sophie. I think so. Anyway, so I enjoyed reading her best friend's book soon after that because I could see Mm -hmm. um, their friendship. So I read The Summer House. Mm -hmm. That's Lauren Denton. um, Then I also wanted to step out of my what I typically pick, and I wanted to be very aware more aware of what was going on in our world. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't just a pandemic. No, <laughs> We had some really hard, ugly things mm-hmm. to deal with. And I, and I'm talking about racism mm-hmm. and I do not think of myself as a racist. I am, I am a Susie. <laughs> I am so nice. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I read a couple of books yeah. that made me think, oh my God goodness i didn't even know yeah that i was that that could come across yeah we and have so work, we have work to do we do yeah and i do not in my desire for pg reading want to bury my head in the sand mm-hmm. and i have two children who will not let me anyway <laughs> which is good so i read i'm still here by austin channing brown you and dad both read this i think i think we did both read yes and I read it too I this was one that I had read I talked about it last summer because I had read half and for whatever reason had put it and it's not a long book no it's Um, not but I had not finished it but I finished it and was motivated to finish it because of the murder of George George Floyd exactly and because of what was happening and and protests around the country and so I picked this one back up and I um 
I think shortly thereafter, I picked it up and then Reese Witherspoon made the decision to make it one of her book club mm-hmm. books, which I thought I was smart. That. So tell me what you thought about that book. So it's well, a memoir. It is. It's a memoir. And I, I know that we can't, it would be impossible for me to know exactly how it feels. Mm-hmm. However, I am an Enneagram too. <laughs> And I just want to say, very I have carried the weight of the world this year on my shoulders. Mom is an empath. And I have really felt it. So when, and I want to tell you that I have had some of my very best friends, just like you, mm-hmm. have been African-American, mm-hmm. even when I was, when I was young and working. And um, I remember when I was working for the state, I had this young man that rode the bus with me from TCC downtown to work. And we struck up a a wonderful friendship in the Mm seventies. And um, we met at a park one evening for him to teach me how to do the hustle (laughs) in the parking lot at the park. Gosh, I didn't know the risk he took. Mm. We were friends. Yeah. And I had no idea. Yeah. The true risk he took. And yeah. now I, when I was reading this book, I looked back and I thought about how, you sure we can do this? Are you sure it's okay we do this? And now I know, gosh, he's probably scared to death mm-hmm. to be gosh. with me in the park. And that yeah. made me so, and I didn't even have a clue. Yeah. So I can't speak to what it feels like to live in brown skin. Right. And so I don't want to even try. That would be ridiculous. Right. However, I certainly do look at... I thought we had come a lot further than we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought we were better than this. Yeah, what I have seen this past year. I think we've so, learned that that phrase. You know, sometimes I think we've heard America is better than this, or we're better than this, or Christianity is better I than this. I should thought we were. Yeah, and, and we're not. And we're not. And we're sorely behind. Yeah. And so I feel that. Yeah. And it makes me, and of course, I haven't been out and about very much. I don't see anybody. <laughs> right. yeah. I really don't. Well, I which is anybody. why I do think 2020 and 2021 are proving to be times where we can, while we're home, do some work. Yes, we can. And do some homework and read books and try to, I mean, and for you and for me and for dad and for our family, like that means reading Facebooks that stretch us. We've read some political oh, gosh. books that have stretched us. That's stretched us. Yeah. And and trying to um yeah, open our eyes, I think is the best way. And and trying to undo some learning that I yeah. think we did and then relearn. And guess what? And I'm not as young as you. Right? But you know what? I'm still young enough. Yeah. It is never think, too late. And I think it's important, you make a good point that PG lit doesn't mean you have to bury your head in the sand. No. Because this, I'm still here. I mean, so you've read this maybe more recently than I, but I think this Austin Channing Brown book is totally PG and accessible for for a reader who might be maybe more sensitive or maybe Mm -hmm. something like that. Like, I don't want people to think that just because they're sensitive readers doesn't mean they have to avoid tough topics. Exactly. And I hope that's what I wanted to say. I don't want to look like somebody, Mm -hmm. and I love my Hallmark movies, (laughs) but I don't want anybody to think that because I read, I look for literature that's for me appropriate means that it's still not sticky and got some hard parts. Right. This book especially made me, she's brilliant. She's smart. She's brilliant. Yeah. She's and a great writer. I can't wait to see what she does. She really is a very good writer. And yet the obstacles she faced clearly 
nothing else but what we got put on the outside of us, the color mm-hmm. of our skin mm-hmm. and the overlooked, um, the parts where she was overlooked for things mm-hmm. and the parts where you, you get kind of put in your place. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about that more in another memoir yeah. that I read more recently. But And then I'm going to tell something that happened in the grocery store because I finally went grocery shopping instead of Instacart. Um, <laughs> that'll go into more about what I learned from reading this. But I think it's just, this is a white world. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And I, and we want to say it's not as Christian people, especially. No, it's not. We've, I don't see color. And I'm going to talk about that later (laughs) because I've actually uttered those words. Mm -hmm. And that's so dumb. (laughs) Yes, yes, we do. I think it's so cool that we can talk about that and realize I never want to be so old or so stuck in my ways or so proud that I can't say, you know what? I've messed up. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. We want to see color. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Diversity is beautiful. Yeah. So, um, this well, I'm really glad you read me. that. And, yes. and I also, I, I don't know, but sometimes when I'm recommending books in the store, I think too, what's great about the Austin Channing Brown book is I think we can get even overwhelmed by page count and, <laughs> Definitely. and some, and, and I think readers, especially that maybe, um, typically read for escape. Yes. I think it can be hard to sell them on like the warmth of other suns by Isabel Wilkerson, which even I have not attempted yet because it's just so thick. Right. But Austin Channing Brown, it's her memoir. It's yeah. her words. It's her story. And it's beautiful. And it's, and it's probably, I don't know, 150 or 200 pages. Yeah, it's a, and it's a beautiful book too. It is. It is. If you like pretty books, the cover's yeah. pretty. Yeah. And, um, Gosh, I'm just so proud of her. I don't even know her. I'll never meet her. Yeah. But I thought it was such a brave thing to write. Yeah. Because she's risen to the top and she's telling the tr- her truth. Yeah. And I think it's really important for people to to do that. Yeah. Okay. What else did you read? Okay. I'm just going to, you know, mostly I read uh, those other fiction books, but I also have to talk about Everything Beautiful in Its Time. Oh yeah. The from Jenna last Bush year. I love her. She's adorable. For me, she, for her, she was talking about her grandparents, but for me... It really hit home uh, for my parents mm. and um, just the kind of sweet memories she had. I'm not, I don't want to be tearful about it, but I felt some of those exact same feelings. And if you get those feelings about grandparents or parents, we are so lucky. Mm-hmm. We are so lucky. Yeah. And she looks like a child of, she is a child of privilege, mm-hmm. but she's so relatable. Yeah. Down and, to earth. and really, for her grandparents to be the president of the United States, they still sound so down to earth. And mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I love me some Barbara Bush <laughs> <laughs> in the day. Yeah, I did because her straight shooting, talking, yes. and her but very girls and her white hair before her age. She looked so much older than her husband. Yeah, and she was feisty and fun, and they had. She had such beautiful memories of them. So that was poignant. That was yeah, very special. I love that book, too. I really did. So now, so I read a little bit more in November. It was more of the Lauren Denton books. And then I fell off the wagon in December. It's fine. Sorry. We all do. <laughs> so um, when did you read House Lessons? I read House Lessons back um, 
let me look again in August. Okay. I love that book. And I, I, it, I feel like some of these, I immediately passed on to you. Cause I was like, I think you're going to really like this. And book. then I loved this book so much that I made dad read it. And then we could talk about it in bed at night, Yeah, which I love. And sometimes he'd read other things to me out loud, which, you know, is one of my favorite things. Yes. To me, the way she made the renovation of a home, the renovation of a life Mm -hmm. was so beautiful. Yeah. And of course, and I kind of love house things anyway. Yeah. Fixing up stuff and making do with what you've got. Yep. And she did this huge reno and I remember thinking to myself, and then she didn't live in it. <laughs> that was almost devastating at I first. I thought what she wait. had done. <laughs> and then she didn't live in it. Yeah. She ultimately did. Yes. But at first they rented it out. I'm like, are <laughs> you crazy? Yeah. But she had such a big picture in mind that yes. she could do that. Yes. And then they moved into it at the right time. Yeah. And it was wonderful. But I love that quote. The one we started with. That you read. Yeah. And um, she talked, that's right before she talks about, I forget what they call it, but it's like their made up tradition of eating pasta. Yes. Which I thought, I don't know. I just loved it so much. And be maybe because we read it when we weren't really getting to spend when much we time together. do anything. Yeah. Exactly. So I kind of put that up in the top. I'm going back to glance over my books, my favorites last year. You know, I loved Jaber Crow and I talked about that yep. last time, but I think of my second half of the year, mm-hmm. this was my favorite mm-hmm. and I one. really, I loved it. Yeah. And it's a memoir and very, it's just a really great book. Let's move into this year. What okay. has your reading life looked like this year? This year, Dad and I finished. Um, we took this. If Sean of the South is listening to this, <laughs> I think I could sit on his porch with his wife and drink sweet tea and talk about the South forever. <laughs> Call us next time you're in Thomasville. So we read Will the Circle Be Unbroken? Very slowly. Y'all read that together. We read it out loud. Okay. We read it out loud. And so we did it a chapter at the time. And look, it wasn't what I was expecting. It, is that his memoir? It is. Okay. And it wasn't what I was expecting. It's, um, it's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. And and I just you just feel like you really know him. Mm-hmm. He really shared mm-hmm. uh, bare bones. You had a lot this. of memoirs. I know. I'm you really did. about that. That's kind of interesting. That is interesting because I don't necessarily. I mean, I think of you growing up. You read a lot of self help or personal well, growth and, Mitford, and parenting. And, uh, but, and parenting. But I and then now I feel I think of you reading fiction. But you do read a lot of yeah personal stories. Yes, and I love that one. And we just bought his fiction book. That's Sorry, his new one. And I can't wait to be able to pick that up. I also want to point out that the Shaun of the South book, dark, but still PG. Like you oh, would... definitely. Okay. Absolutely. And I think that goes back to your redemptive story. I was going to say, and he persevered mm-hmm. and he had a partner, his wife mm-hmm. alongside him. And let me tell you, he, he overcame a lot mm-hmm. to be a, such a beautiful writer mm-hmm. that he is. Yeah. And of course, because he's Southern, so relatable. Yeah. So can't, I, I could sit down and talk to him about taking the back roads over the interstate. <laughs> we just, we, dad and I both felt like we could be friends. There were similarities. Yes. Yeah. That uh, his upbringing was super opposite, mm-hmm. but it shaped him 
into who he is. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Yeah. And that's important. Now follow him on Instagram. I have a lot of fun seeing his mom because now I read <laughs> you can all put about it all together. Her, so now I can see her. So, and then I read burnout. Oh yeah. I read burnout at first because Becca, our daughter-in-law yeah. was reading it at Christmas uh-huh. and told me about it. And then you told me about it. Yeah. I read it. And so too. I read it and I may be like I said, you're never too old, mm-hmm. but I sure wish I'd had it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I wish I'd had that book in my 30s. Yeah. Because I see so many ways that it would have helped me and empowered me mm-hmm. and given me confidence to walk away from toxic yeah. friendships and toxic areas of my life that I could not because I didn't feel I could. Mm-hmm. But there is a point where you just have to do that. And remember the book Boundaries? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also read that book when you told me about it. And so um, I love that book, but I would totally recommend it for anybody in the working phase of their lives, the Mm -hmm. child-rearing phase of their lives. It's a really good book. Burnout is probably something we're all, we all probably have pandemic burnout. Yeah. So it might be a good one for people to pick up right now. Yeah. So they can complete this horrible stress cycle that we are on. (laughs) And then I read A Gentle Answer, which... Yeah, I'm not familiar with this one. Well, Aunt Lisa, your my sister, told me about, oh, I think his name is Scott Sauls. And I think he must be a... Oh, yeah. Presbyterian pastor. I do recommend. I do recognize that name. Anyways, we follow him on Instagram, and so we weren't hearing a lot of gentleness in the news. (laughs) And so that bothers me because I also am H. HSP. Yes. You're an Enneagram 2 HSP. There's a lot happening there. There's a (laughs) lot going on over here, and so I wanted the the title alone. Yeah. Make me, and it was very good. Okay, it was just a good nonfiction, book. nonfiction, just a really good book about how we can. We don't have to come out in this mm. anger. We can respond. We can rally. respond in a strong mm-hmm. but gentler. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a good book for me to read. And then you asked me about reading some PG. Yeah, that's when we talked about shelf subscriptions. And that's right. And so then my reading changed and my big stack that I have at home is neglected now (laughs) so that I can do this. But it led me to some really good books. Uh, The first one came out uh, for my March pick called The Kitchen Front. And you told me, Mom, I think you'll love this book, but I'm so sorry. There's no ARC for it. Mm -hmm. So Ashley downloaded it onto my iPad. Yep. And I... This is not my kind of reading. Great job to however you choose to read, but it's not for me. Yeah. Annie didn't get her love for smelling new books from, from the, it came from down the pike, I guess, because I need a hold. I need a book to hold. Yeah. And, uh, but I did, I persevered and I read it and I loved it. And I hope everybody that did get it yes. in their shelf subscription, your March choice likes it. It's a historical fiction. Mm-hmm. But just so, such a good book about World War II mm-hmm. and, um, listen, another timely book. Not that I'm comparing the pandemic to World War II, but I'm right. comparing it in a way of hardship and overcoming tough things. Yes. And, um, and persevering. And so it was, I loved it. Publisher, the publisher had hinted that that would be good for fans of the Great British Bake Off. Is that true? I believe it would be very true. Okay. 
I loved it. And I think if you are, you'll love it. I'm going to pass it down to Becca. Oh, she loves like it. That. And I'm going to pass it down to her. Um, I'm going to send it back with Chet when he goes back up because I think she'll love it. Okay. And then I thought <laughs> I had read my next. Oh, I'm so pick sorry. For May. Mm-hmm. So. And I struggled with it because, again, but I had this big stack of books. And I'm telling you, when I looked at it through the PG lens of other people, mm-hmm. I chose this one because of that. Mm-hmm. But then I loved it. It's a, another historical fiction. Mm-hmm. It's World War II again, which I debated whether I should do. Right. But I figured I'm mom. And <laughs> the older you get, the more grace you get. From the info. <laughs> and so um, we, I knew that I'd have Nancy in between. Yes. And I... Oh my gosh, I loved it. It was... What's the name? It was, let me pull back up here, The Woman with the Blue Star. And it'll come out the 1st of May. Yep. But it's only coming out in paperback. I know. And our subscriptions are hardback and you read the whole thing. I read the whole thing and wrote my synopsis in the end of February. Right on patted time. Patted myself on the back and then picked up a book off of my stack. Yes. So sorry. And then I got the call. I know. I hated doing that. Oh, boy. You don't. Probably dad hated you doing it because I have, oh, I have lamented about it because it's such a another great book. It is World War II, but it's not set around it. The other one was in a Britain. Mm-hmm. It was in the UK. And so it was about a radio show Yes, called the kitchen front and learning how to cook with yes. your rations. Well, hello, <laughs> we're rationing toilet paper in 2020. So yeah. we, you know, we were kind of going felt along with similar. this felt like, okay, we're not going to the grocery store as much. I can tell you, dad and I have cooked more using what we have mm-hmm. and making it work yeah. in 2020 than we probably ever have. Yeah. And so then the woman with the blue star is different. It's about a Polish family that they are already moved to the ghettos by the um, Germans. Mm-hmm. And they, I can't even telling it. It's so unbelievable. They sneak out through the moving of a toilet uh-huh. and they s- sneak out into the sewer system. Oh, and they live in the sewer system under the city. And it's based on a true story. That's what I was going to ask if it was based on a true story. It's based on a true story. It's unbelievable. And so sometimes you can read books like that and your problems pale in significance (laughs) to reading what people went through. Yep. And I want to tell you, paperback or not, Buy that book when it comes out because the ending will kind of knock your socks off. So okay. it's a surprising ending. Okay. That and was The Woman with the Blue Star. Yes. And then I read one off my stack. Yeah. That I was trying to read books by more African-American mm-hmm. authors. authors. And so I read My Vanishing Country. I forgot yes. his name. Oh, I'll look it up. But wait, is it Bakari Sellers? Yes, it's Bakari Sellers. Yes. And he's a reporter or a commentator for CNN now. Okay. And this is his kind of a... Was he, can you, was he from Georgia? Yes. Okay, I thought so. No, South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. Because I thought he was a Southern, I thought he had a Southern connection. South Carolina. Okay. <sighs> oh, <laughs> the stories. And so his dad was in the heart of the civil rights movement Okay. in their small, I should have brought that with me so I could have remembered the names of cities and Mm -hmm. stuff, but I can't right now, but um, just, and so when I look at this now, I think that I was a little girl in the Mm sixties and a teenager in the seventies. Yep. And so I don't, 
there's a lot of things that didn't register with me. <laughs> but he tells the story of his dad and his growing up and what he watched. Uh-huh. And what he watched completely shaped him. Mm-hmm. He was like an activist forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, from birth, probably. <laughs> from, from birth, because he was always seeing it right before him. Right. And he had a father who stood up mm-hmm. for what he believed in and and got falsely accused of something and went to jail for it. Oh, interesting. Oh, it's a it's a riveting story. It mm-hmm. really was. Mm-hmm. It had a tiny bit of language here and there, but mm-hmm. just because that's how a lot of people just speak. Yes. Now. It just really yes. is. Yes. But, We're, you, our household was probably, yes. <laughs> probably a very sheltered one. Yes. I do like to tell people that we couldn't even say hate. Like, you know, I took it out of the book. <laughs> told us, like, like, you don't need to feel that strongly about anything. Yes. And I still stand by that. <laughs> <laughs> Except for really bad things. <laughs> but I did. I would skip over that. I think I blacked it out in some books because I was like, just I just didn't want my children feeling so, unless it was something heinous yeah but you didn't have anything heinous in your in your life (laughs) so i just felt like hate was too strong of a word so i read that book and here's my revelation to me in that book and i've talked about this with chet that people of color Mm -hmm. do not want us to talk like well i don't see color right and I know that I said that. Yes. <laughs> I wanted my children to know we don't care about color. Right. So I don't see color. Right. And now we know that, and that's, now we not, know that that's not that's not helpful. That's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. But I but I had a little boy in our Sunday school program. Uh-huh. Um and he had won his Bible bucks and wanted and that was the kids saved up their books. I don't know why. For me and Chris to take them out to lunch. You were and the, so, yeah, we were you like were these the, little the celebrities. celebrities at church. And so um, I don't know why little young children, but I love kids. And I guess they just pick up on that. <laughs> but I had some little boys I took out for lunch. And one little boy looked up at me and said, Miss Susie, why am I the only little brown boy? Mm. And that just got all over me. Yeah. Doesn't God love brown? I was like, oh my gosh. We're at lunch. Yeah. We're coloring at, uh, what's the name of that burger place I took them to all the time? Stick and shake. And I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? God loves brown. Yeah. Uh, we all started from brown. We all started from dirt. Adam started from dirt. We all, and it makes you start realizing Little by little. The messages. The messages. And so when I read this book, Mm -hmm. and he specifically called that out, Mm -hmm. I was like, in all my little sweet whiteness of trying to be whatever, (laughs) it wasn't called woke back then, I can tell you that. (laughs) I just was amazed that, well, I didn't do that so right. Yeah. And I don't think I wanted us to overlook that there are color. I just didn't want us to be biased that somebody's different and so thankfully you both chet and you both had children of all colors (laughs) and um religious backgrounds too yeah and so we at least mirrored it better by having them in our home yeah at our dinner table yeah i just think there's a lot that we sadly didn't know back then and and i think so much of reading, at least for me, and I think for you and for dad too, is opening, opening our eyes, but also being willing to say, 
Oh, well, oh dear. I yeah. did that. Whoops. Uh, but I think it's Maya Angelou who said, when you know better, you do better. That's right. And so when we know better. And I sometimes we think we can't know better yeah. until we read it from a stranger. Yeah. This is some, this is a book yes. that I hold. It's not somebody coming to me right. saying, oh, you shouldn't be saying that. Looking. Right. This Which can great. be hard. It is can be hard. And yeah. I think people get their feathers in a and we don't, yeah, and we, we get tense like about it. that. We and don't like it. Tell us. Yeah. But if you read it from someone else's perspective, yeah. it can help you change and try to see yeah. how they perceive yes. that. Yeah. And so. That's why reading is important. It is. And I'm very grateful for kids who make me, my, <laughs> my children who make me and recommend books yeah. that they think well, I Well, because like. we're all still, we, I mean, I'm white and privileged too. Like I'm, I'm also trying to learn and figure out how to do better and what to do differently. And, um, and books are important. And I think it is important to recognize that PG lit can fall in that category too. Exactly. Did you read anything else to close out? (laughs) Now I started the four books that I've been working towards to find a PG lit for May. Yep. And so I finally have settled on one. Okay. And um, I don't talk about it. Okay. I'm not going to talk about that <laughs> Because people like to be surprised. But I can talk about a couple of other ones yeah. that I started, yeah. um, which I am going to finish. What Remind me of the name of the one. Um, the What Comes After. What Comes After. By Joanne Tompkins. Was that one that you liked? It's going to be. It's a great book. Okay. It is. But it's a hard book. It's mm-hmm. a, It's the characters and the, the things that happen in it. Can I talk about it at all? Yeah. Because there's you, a suicide yeah. murder, suicide in the beginnings. Um, there's, I think if I remember right, somebody compared this a little bit to um, maybe where the crawdads sing. Is probably. that mean, Am I right about that? Yeah. But, and I think because it covers a lot of territory, like it's a book, it's not out yet. It's a book that, um, it has gotten a lot of blurbs and they're, it's interesting to me because it's like blurb, about being similar to Marilyn Robinson or similar to um, Tana French. And those are very different authors with very different styles, which makes me think the where the crawdads comparison is coming from is because crawdads did so many different genres in one. It felt like. And there's this girl that appears. Okay. That's had a life. Yeah. And she appears out of the woods. And it's also, it's exploring one of the characters is Quaker. Okay. And I know nothing about that. And it's really going to, I can tell it's going to really be exploring his, um, pathway and, um, his take on things and how he reacts to things because of his religious background. And so I haven't gotten very far. I had to put that one aside so that I could finish the one that I finally landed on. Okay. But I'm going to finish that book. Okay. It's and it's going to be big. We're going to hear about that book. Oh, Mark, 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 <laughs> Susie's words. We're going to find. I that book. What comes after is one I am interested in as well. I You're going to let you'll fly through I it. I, that, I fly too. through. If for people listening, I fly through no books. <laughs> <laughs> I did read Dear Edward in one day. That was amazing. Which that was very I'm fun. I'm like, I never do that, but I did. And that book had language and stuff, but that book was so. Good. I think really what I'm hearing is, yes, language bothers you. That's not surprising. I grew up with you. And and you pass that down. I don't necessarily love it either. Um, But 
what you're hinting at is I think what I would agree with, which is, but is the story, the story, what is the story? That's right. And is the story redemptive and is the story powerful? And, and I don't think matters. it desensitizes me to, no. uh, no, I don't think you're in danger no. of being, I don't think so. Either. so. I don't think you, a highly sensitive person no. is in danger of being desensitized <laughs> to something. Um, okay. Mom, thank you so much for sharing about PG lit and for sharing about the ways that books are changing your mind. Yes. Thank you. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at Bookshelf T-Bill, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, www.bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Production for sound and editing and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. This week, I'm reading Olympus, Texas by Stacy Swan. Mom, what are you reading? I'm reading The Magic of Bees. You're reading The Music of Bees. I'm reading The Music of Bees, which is magical. <laughs> If you liked what you heard on today's episode, tell us by leaving a review on iTunes. Or if you're so inclined, support us on Patreon, where you can hear our staff's weekly new release Tuesday conversations, read full book reviews in our monthly Shelf Life newsletter, follow along as Hunter and I conquer a classic, and receive free media mail shipping on all your online book orders. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you, and we look forward to meeting back here next week. Thank you.